it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. My guest today is mayoral candidate Alicia Purdy. And Alicia is running on the Republican line, and she's here to talk about her campaign. How's it going? So, Alicia, what's going on? Hey, Cynthia. Thank you for having me on today. Uh, What is going on? Everything's going on all at one time in the city of Albany. I'm having uh, lots of busy interactions with people, which is awesome, hitting the doors still. Um, I was over in Ward 8 last night, a lovely neighborhood, lots of, lots of interesting ideas. And um, I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about canvassing and speaking with friends and neighbors is the wealth of ideas that are in the city of Albany. People, I, I, rarely, I rarely encounter people that have nothing to say. Almost everybody has something to say. And I show up and I've got a clipboard and I've got a pen and I take notes. I write their address down. I get their information because uh-huh. people have wonderful ideas on how to affect the city. And I love to hear that people are critically thinking and engaged about, about our city because when the day comes that there's a new mayor in town, I really think it's important to circle back to people and say, hey, remember when you said this? Would you like to be part of you know, an initiative or something that we're doing that affects your neighborhood. Remember when we had this discussion about, you know, these issues. So anyway, it's, it's been really good. People have been very receptive to the idea of a shift in the way things are done and very open to the, even if they're on a different party line, they're very open to the idea that a hundred years of a single party, no matter what that party is, is wrong and it's un-American and, and people love the idea of diversity. Actually, I thought I would get uh, more resistance and I have not. So it's been going great. It's really been well. So some of, uh, tell us some of the ideas that people have shared with you that you think are important. So some people say things that are a little outside of the control of the mayor, but they're still good ideas nonetheless. Somebody had said, um, we wish we could have more than one high school. Just, not just Albany High. They said, we think we should split the high schools. There are a lot of elementary schools. Don't have a lot of high schools. We think that should change. Now, again, that's not something that, that I would have direct control over, but I thought it was an excellent idea. Another guy said to me, um, and again, I'm not, I'm not judging what people are saying, whether I agree or I don't agree. These are just some ideas that have been presented to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one man said to me, um, he would like to have a stronger presence of the Second Amendment in the city of Albany in black communities to reduce crime in poverty-ridden areas. And then uh, another person said to me, um, we need to, uh, DGS or the mayor's office, city hall, has not been great about making sure that we have light bulbs in areas at night. A woman said to me, I don't feel safe walking down the street, not because I live in a particularly dangerous neighborhood, but because there's no street lights and I'm uncomfortable walking around in the dark. And, and I've approached city hall, I've contacted the mayor's office. And um, another lady who works for the Department of uh, Transportation said to me, 
you know, she has, and she lives in Albany, she said, I had a problem with the water line in my yard, and she said, and, and the gas line, and she said, I could not find out who to contact. And, and, and she's somebody who would presumably know, she works with lots of city employees, she said, I talked to people, they never called me back. I, I've, I've dug this up myself. And so I found that there's really, I hear that a lot from people, a lack of centralized um, information and transparency in, in the city of Albany for everyday citizens to access information. Mm-hmm. So, and I've had other people say, you know, I, I want festivals back um, and I don't, I don't want to be locked in my house anymore and I'm willing to do these different things, but I'm tired of constantly being shut down. I never know when something is happening that I might enjoy doing. Um, anyway, so I would say the largest theme that I hear from people is that people don't know what's going on or how to access information. And that could be any kind of information from a code something with coding uh, to something with mm. when can I go to the park for this event? I mean, really it's anything. And um, the other big thing I hear from people is ideas on how to address homelessness and poverty. You know, there are people that say we need to give more money um, to, to this area or other people saying we need more people and, and less money um, because we need, we need to invest in people through people with, with citizens who are doing everyday things. And certainly I hear a ton about how to address crime, everything from defund the police, to give the police more money, hire more of them, educate them more, um, get them off the streets. I don't want any more. You know, I want more beat cops in front of my house. It really just, the range is as broad as you can imagine. Um, but the theme of all of it is that people are unhappy with the status quo and they're ready for something different. So when you first decided to run for mayor until today, has it been one important lesson after another for you? It's been one important lesson after another for sure. Um, I'm thinking about actually doing a little like series of videos because I really want people to see the reality of what it's like to run for office. Now, not just in the city of Albany, but I think it matters to the city of Albany that, that people see um, because I've heard lots of interesting things about the way the current mayor and mayors in the past, people who come from a lot of wealth, run their campaigns. It's very different than the everyday citizen who would like to affect change um, by running for office completely, worlds apart. Nothing, nothing's the same. I, I don't have the money to hire people to do my bidding. I don't have the money to – I have to constantly raise money. And when I do, it's from everyday people who have a little bit of money to give. I don't have people giving me a million dollars. And so one of the important – I've learned important lessons not only about the political process and the deep pockets and connections in the city of Albany, which is scary and disheartening at times, um, but I've learned a lot of important lessons also about – how to address people who who want their voices to be heard. I've heard a lot of, I've learned a lot of important lessons about um, how to make people feel validated and heard. And those are just some human being lessons. Um, and then I've also learned a lot of lessons about um, not running the city, but the way that the city is put together. And I have to tell you, it's not what people think it is. People think they have an idea of how a city is run and, and the way things should be together. Um, come together to, to work and function in the city, uh, I feel like nothing could be further from the truth. The more I talk to people, I feel like the more pieces of the puzzle are presented to me um, and the more convoluted the puzzle gets. And that's okay. I don't mind the challenge of it, but it's been an important lesson for me as a citizen and resident of Albany to realize, 
you know, we, we trust in our, we try to trust in our government that there's a hierarchy in place and there are things that are structured a certain way. And we've been taught this in school. Um, that is not the way that it works at all. And that has been a very important lesson for me to learn that nothing is as. So when you, when you decided to run to mayor until now, or let me, let me rephrase this. Um, you, you do have a number of opponents. What do you think about the the opponents, your opponents that are running for mayor? Do you think they're good? Do you think that, that there's a lot to be desired? And if you had a million dollars, would you run a different campaign than you are today? Oh, those are two very good questions. So the first thing I'll say about the million dollars, um, absolutely, I would run a very different campaign um, than I am today, although the differences might not be what you think. I would still be at the doors because people are my platform and my priority. I would still be doing the doors. Um, what I wouldn't be doing is trying to hustle money to buy some signs, <laughs> that sort of thing. I would really focus even more time with people in the city of Albany. Fundraising is the necessary evil of campaigning. Um, but if all things were equal and I had as much money as the incumbent did, um, I think I would be guaranteed the win because I, the, the way that I'm able to reach people is something that is, comes from my heart. It doesn't come from my pockets. And I really think that that would make the difference. But to answer your other question about the other candidates, um, first of all, I want to say I've not met Valerie Faust. I've not met Kathy Sheehan in person. Um, I've, I've very briefly talked to, to Greg Adala in, in the most cursory manner it, that, you know, mm-hmm. told me nothing about his inherent character. So that being said, I can only go by what I see and what I hear. And I'm, I'm hesitant okay. to make a lot of presumptions about their inner character. But I will tell you, in terms of their campaigns, um, they've got to run them, you know, however they see fit. There are some rules, I suppose I would use that word, some unspoken rules about running in Albany, one of them being um, in the city of Albany, it's Republican or Democrat. That's it. Now, obviously, Greg is running as independent. That was his choice. He has his strategies for that. Um, I I hear from a lot of people that that's even tougher than what I'm doing. I've set a really clear line. Because that's how I am. I'm a, I'm a line in the sand kind of person. And I've set that by running as a Republican against the status quo. Um, and that even there, I have my work cut out for me. And that's fine. I have no problem with that level of work and challenge. But I would never, ever have even considered running as an independent in the city of Albany. It's it, From all I'm told and from what I know, it's just a failing proposition. But best of luck, of course, to him. And um, Valerie, I've not met her Will she win in the primary? I, I don't know. And to be perfectly honest with you, Cynthia, I'm not somebody who tracks anybody else's campaign. I'm really focused okay. on my own campaign. And I, I just say, you know, best of luck to them, whatever the odds may be. Um, I certainly hope that I win. <laughs> and I'm working toward that end very hard. Wow. So, you know, Running as a Republican in the city of Albany is very difficult. Um, Is this one of the more daunting experiences you have had in life? No, absolutely not. I've had much worse experiences, and I've overcome much harder challenges than this in my life, which is why 
um, I'm not afraid of this challenge and I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to go to the end. And I have, I have faced much harder challenges than this in my life. And, and just some of them on, on, are on personal levels. Some of them are on, so this is not, this is apples and oranges, but I'm gonna give you an example. Um, I, I had a life-threatening pregnancy and, and I was the, that battle, the emotional battle, the physical battle, um, those were very real, and I had a, a series of health challenges. And to, you know, it's the same principles, though, to, to keep your spirits up, to keep fighting, to keep the bigger picture in mind, to under to to overcome fear, to continue to build yourself up from within. Those are principles that I learned throughout the course of my life, and they have carried me through everything that I've ever done. And so. Um, I'm not saying there aren't down days. There's down days in all of life. You know, you have sunny days and you have rainy days and you have, you know, snowy days in your life and windy days. And that's how it is in a campaign too. This is not the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Because from my perspective, now I ran, I ran for the state legislature a number of years ago. And it was quite, quite an experience. I think that for you to say that it wasn't that bad, it isn't that bad, I'm <laughs> sorry, that that might inspire more people to get involved, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. So I have taken around, I take around lots of people with me when I go walking and um, I speak to people all the time who really want to help with the campaign and I say, great, let's hit the doors. Um, <laughs> and people immediately, they hard stop and they freeze like, oh, I thought you were going to say stuff envelopes. So I'm like, oh, no, no, sister, you're going to the door with me. And here's the thing people don't understand, because if you don't know me really personally, you probably would never believe this about me. But I'm an extreme, extreme introvert. I am. And I, I, I struggle sometimes to, you know, get out there and get myself like I'm the kind of person that wants to stay home and I don't love going out. And you wouldn't believe that about me if you see me at the doors. Um, and so I think, but here's the thing, like I said, it's not the hardest thing I've ever done. I have the passion and the goal in mind to win. I'm, I'm a hard worker and willing to do what it takes. It means overcoming my, my, you know, introverted energy at the door. Then whatever, I'll push past it and move on. And what I have found is when I speak to other people who have a hesitance about going to the doors and I say, no, just come with me. Just come with me. You'll see. Watch, watch what I do. Um, Cause I'm very good at engaging people. I'm very good at talking to people, meeting them where they are, you know, bringing them into a conversation and then converting their no into a, Oh, let's see what you're saying there. Eh, maybe you have a point. All right. I'll think about it. You know, even that I'm like, okay, that's a win. Um, I walked away with, there are people that have just walked with me and handed me my material. Didn't even talk at the door. And then at the end of the day or the next day, I will get a note a hundred percent of the time I have gotten that person has someone has circled back to me and said, Oh my gosh, I loved what we did. And I real, I had, I came home invigorated. I had so much fun watching the energy and seeing people's smiles. And, and so I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, this could really be something where I, so then I started inviting all my friends. Hey, do you guys want to go to the doors with me? Because I realize I do have, actually have friends who aspire to run for political office, and they're not always in Albany, but in their different areas in, in Albany County. And so now I'm inviting everybody. And I said, look, you said you wanted to run for this in five years. You have to come to doors with me now. You have to 
start to see this. Don't wait to the last minute to learn how to do this because this is not as bad as you think it is. And when you watch me do it, you're going to understand not only is it doable, but I can rock this. And that's what makes people win. And so, um, you know, I think it will inspire people. That's why I try to take as many people with me as I can. I would love to teach people how to behave at the door and not fear, you know, the negativity, the rejection, whatever that is, uh, because it's a lot less scary than people think it is. If you know how to touch the heart of somebody and you're willing to listen and absorb some of what they're saying and then turn it around and say, what an, I love your passion. Let's talk. Okay. You're angry. Let's talk about this. People, They'll open up, and it really invigorates. So I hope it does inspire people um, to run for office because that's probably the scariest part that stops people. And I don't think it's scary at all. I think it's I think it's something that can actually transform. It transforms people's hearts, and that's what you want when you want to win an election. You can have money, you can you need votes, but you want people that get behind you and will cross a line for you because they heard your heart and you heard theirs, and that happens at the doors. You know, I've been involved in politics for many, many years. And what people don't realize who are not familiar with the, you know, the political structure is that the party apparatus has a lot to say about who a candidate is and how much support they're going to get and stuff like that. So from your perspective, Republican Party helped or hindered what you're trying to do? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, they haven't hindered it. They haven't hindered it um, that I'm aware of. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. I, like I said, I've learned a lot of those important lessons about the political dealings of all the parties, actually, um, and especially in Albany. A lot of old connections, a lot of old connections, a lot of old friendships, a lot of calling dad's friends, you know, that kind of stuff. There is that. So I'll put that out there. I don't feel I've been hindered unless there's something I'm not aware of. Um, But in terms of help, I guess the way I'm going to express it to you is this, and this is important for anybody running for office, and I can only speak for Republicans because that's the line I'm on. Um, It depends on how you define help. That's just the fact of it. Because if you're saying, have they helped me financially? Have they helped me with political connections? You know, have they helped me structure a fundraiser? It, it, have I had help? Yes. Um, but the help hasn't come, I guess I would say, as much from the brass as from the, the people that are within the party um, as individuals. And that, to me, has been invaluable. Now, did the Republican Party swoop in and give me a bajillion dollars to run the campaign? No. And I think there's work to be done there. And I realize now because of all of this, and there are a lot of reasons why it has, actually has nothing to do with me. The Republican Party at the state level, they've got their thing going on. Everybody's really busy trying to um, affect change. And it does take money and personnel resources. Now, in my opinion, running as the mayor in the city of Albany, which is the, the, the greatest city, in my opinion, and the greatest state in the union, Yes, I, I think somebody should out there needs to open their pockets and make sure that we flip this seat. Yes, I do. Um, has that happened? No, it has not. But here's the thing. I'm okay with that as well because they're not hindering me. They just have bigger fish to fry in their opinion. And my goal, one of my challenges is letting them understand 
the importance of the seat in the city of Albany because for so long, people have overlooked Albany as a lost cause. And that's really what it is. So help or hinder, not really. It's more the, the apathy of having overlooked Albany as uh, the Democrat stronghold. Nobody's ever going to win. And, and they end up looking elsewhere and being okay with that when I really believe Albany is not only worth fighting for, I think it's worth fighting for with everything you have. In fact, I was just saying to somebody the other day when, when the Declaration of Independence was written and these men stood up and they said, we pledge our fortunes and our families, our lives, and all that we hold dear to the cause of freedom. I said, where are those men? Where's Patrick Henry? Give me liberty or give me death. See, I'm looking for people in the city of Albany who, who can do something like that, who, can, who have that in their heart to say, you know what? I am sick of this. And I will step up. So what if the mayor comes for my business? Now, I, I value that, of course, and I'm not saying that that, would, that person has to make those decisions for themselves. That's real. That city hall will come for their business, and that's why they don't stand up. But at some point, but that, that's how they win. And so at some point, there have got to be people that stand up, people with money, people with power, people. They're out there, and they've got to say, I'm done. I'm ready to fight. And not only that, I'm ready to fight to win. And that does, take, that does take a certain type of person. It takes a certain amount of resources. But I'm that person. And so I'm looking for other people to come alongside me and say, yep, we're done. We're just going to win now. We know that we can. And that's what we're going to do. You know, you, you just raised a phrase a couple of minutes ago that's really important. You said affect change. Well, I think that there's a lot of people not only on the city level, but, you know, maybe throughout the country, who don't want to see change. They're happy with the way things are. They've got their own little them, and that's it. They do not want anything or anybody to rock the boat. Um, yeah. I, are you rocking your boat? <laughs> Cynthia, I... I, my whole life, I was born a boat rocker. I don't know how else to put it to you. I've always been somebody who was willing to go for the jugular. Now, that's not always served me well. I've had to temper that in my life, and that, that fight in me. Um, but, yeah, so I, to me, complacency is death. Apathy is death. There's no point. Now, some people, again, they're asleep in the sun. They love their luxury. And they only care about what's right in front of them and that, that you know, their pocket of, you know, the world is happy and flourishing. That's not good enough for me. And, you know, I've, I've taken a couple hits from people about being a Christian. And, um, and I'm not saying that people who aren't Christians can't have my perspective. But what I'm saying is, as a Christian, one of the things that compels me to see outside of myself is that the Bible is replete with the example of Jesus Christ, that he was moved with compassion. And that's a value I hold dear. You can't just have compassion and hold it inside and, and step over a homeless person on the street. If you are moved with compassion, you move. You do. Uh-huh. You inconvenience yourself. You become uncomfortable, and you, you face people's ugly, and you kneel down and say, okay, I'm going to not only help you up, I'm going to help you walk, and I'm going to help you find what you need. That, so those are principles that I guide my life on, and I'm telling you that's not what a lot of people want to do. And when you come along and shake them out of their slumber and you say, wake up, you're needed. Stop sleeping on your pile of gold like a dragon and get up and help. 
Some people will take, mm-hmm. will catch passion. Jesus had 12 disciples. Some people will catch passion for that and other people will not. And, and so, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, I rock the boat like this everywhere I go because um, I'm definitely somebody who consistently always has my whole life since I was a kid. I constantly question the status quo. I demand answers. And then I go, I find the holes and then I start to fight. I, I just don't know. I stopped excusing it. I stopped apologizing for it a long time ago and started channeling it into things that I think will affect change in the world. So when you first decided to run for mayor, you had a certain set of ideas that this is the problem and that's the problem and so forth. Now has your understanding of the city changed your perspective on problems in Albany? Uh, in a word, no. If anything, it's, it's ignited a deeper fire inside of me to affect change because the problem, so the deepening of my understanding of the problem of crime, for example, um, hasn't, uh, hasn't even really changed my approach or my ideas about addressing crime because I really believe that a lot of the problems we have in, in the city of Albany have, have deep roots. They're not a one-hit wonder solution. And people are looking for that. They just want me to say, when they say, okay, how are you going to address homelessness? They want to hear me say something like, oh, put up more houses. That is so not the answer. It's part of the answer, but it's not the answer. And so, and I've never thought that, never. I've never thought the answer to addressing crime was locking people up. I've never thought the one answer to crime was getting more mental health workers at, you know, doors or or being, having a more restorative approach to crime rather than a punitive approach. Those are all Mm -hmm. ideas, but they're not a one size fits all. And that really is the problem with the current administration and past administrations is that in what I would consider to be a general passive apathy toward what the real people of Albany experience, city leadership has tried to do a one-size-fits-all. That's, that's called equity. In its place, equity is not – I'm not devaluing the concept of equity. But what happens is it creates such a level playing field that, that it lets them feel better about themselves at night. They can sleep better at night. But the real human beings that are individuals and have problems and roots that are unique to themselves, they don't get addressed. And so this is where we are now. We have people that are going to be homeless living in a tent under the sky bridge that the mayor is building because she thinks we're going to attract tourism that way. And who's going to pay after, after the big stakes pull out of, the, out of town, all the private equity investors, and they put their beautiful sky bridge in their gondola – What's going to happen is going to go right back to where we were and be worse because the people of Albany are going to be taxed to death maintaining it. It's cracked. Oh, it's swaying in the wind. Oh, you know, whatever that might be. Oh, somebody jumped off of it because they had a mental health problem and now they're flattened and now they landed on somebody who died. Uh, just like the, the problems that it's going to create are endless. And it's really a, I've said this before too, it's that, that laissez-faire, let them eat cake approach where this one size fits all. Oh, we have a homeless problem? Put up some houses. Oh, we have a crime problem? okay, we have a protest problem, whatever these things are, um, I am somebody, it's probably my journalism background, but also I'm just a real person. It's important to me to find out the why and to address the why, because when you take a one-size-fits-all approach, you overlook the individual human being. And that's, that's why I'm the people's mayor, because my vision for the city of Albany 
harness the power of the people to address the needs of the people. We do have that ability in Albany. It's just never been done before, which is why I sound crazy to people. They don't think it can happen because no one's ever done it in over 100 years. So you said you wanted a choice, you know, you want to change. Hello, I'm Alicia Purdy. I'm running for mayor, and I need your vote. (laughs) So, Alicia, our time is up. First of all, I'd like to invite all the other candidates to contact me to also have a voice on Focus on Albany. And second, please give out your contact information so people who want to get involved in your campaign can. Absolutely. Shoot me an email. So my email address is Alicia Purdy for the number four, Alicia Purdy for mayor at gmail.com. My website is Alicia Purdy for mayor.com. Um, and then I'm on Facebook all the time. You can send me a private message over there, Alicia Purdy for mayor with the number four. And um, I would love, Cynthia, you have a, invite me over with the other candidates. I'm there. I, I would love that. I love, I love meeting people, talking with people and discussing these issues. And the people should know who their candidates are. They absolutely should know and be able to compare them to each other. So you've got, you've got me when you're ready. Okay. Thank you. You've been listening to Alicia Purdy, a Republican candidate for mayor in Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This Thanks, is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.